Welcome to the Purposeful Fitness with Coach Ola, where I dive in deeper into holistic health and fitness topics that will help you stay inspired, motivated, and dedicated to living a purposeful fit life while pursuing for the Akhirah. Hey guys, welcome to the third episode. We have a special guest today with Imam Wissam Sharif. He is a Quran teacher and a certified radiologist. He has been aware and taking care of his health for the last decade. He has battled his own health, intestine, musculoskeletal, and skeletal issues. He is better than when he was sick. Alhamdulillah. And in today's episode, we discussed about his thesis paper on Akhira, how we can have a body of paradise, and the importance of taking care of our breathing technique to recite the Quran better and improve our fitness journey. And we finished off with reciting the 99 names of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, his style. So are you guys ready? Let's welcome Imam Wissam Sharif. Assalamualaikum warahmatullahi wabarakatuh, Imam Wissam Sharif. How are you today? Wa Doing fantastic. How are you, Ola? I am doing alhamdulillah well. Thank you so much for being with us today too. Fantastic. I was excited about this. I was excited. I told my kids on the way in, so they, they told me to do a good job. I feel so honored and like so grateful to have you here. It, it's, it is a privilege. Uh, it is wonderful to influence and inspire people around the world, but then to come full circle and then to be with you uh, here on, on, on your platform. This is absolutely, uh, it's a privilege. Alhamdulillah. Thank you. So if you would not everyone knows about this, but I actually used to listen to his Prophetic Dynasty lectures on YouTube, and they are my inspiration of naming my business Be Fit for Akhira. And I've met Imam Wissam twice at George Mason, and I told him about it, and he was he was so excited. So, yes, thank you. I became I became that either uh, the uh, someone who inspired you or that creepy guy who's liking your post on Instagram. <laughs> I think some sister said it too. She's like, it's so great that Imam Wissam likes your post. Yeah, like, it's like a celebrity follow. Like, you know when people get excited of a celebrity, like, following them? Oh. That's how I feel. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I guess that's how it works on Instagram. Alhamdulillah. So I wanted to ask you, would you please share with us some of your thesis paper that you, that you, that you talked about in your lecture about and the YouTube that I listened to? Sure. So, so we're going to go back to like 99 here. So if I can set the premise of a quick story, um, I'm studying in Quran College, which is in uh, Lahore, Pakistan. And within Quran College, there's um, a program called Quran Academy. So I'm saying all these details because it was it was something of it was a something of great. Uh, I was really happy to get into that program. So in that program, we all had various papers to write at the end of a one year uh, of our first year. And so that first year was about belief. And so belief stemmed off into belief in God, belief in the messengers that told you about God, and then belief in the hereafter. So I understand there are angels and books in between this, but uh, the real three parts here is, to me, Allah was Allah. You really, I didn't know how to discuss it in a paper because it's either belief or not belief. And then messengership is was a very big deal, but it's historical. But to me, the biggest changer of my actions, the thing that propelled me the most 
uh, was this description of the hereafter. So if that that in a nutshell is where this you know thesis paper, the final paper came from, and that was uh, initially. If you want to strengthen any part of your iman, strengthen your belief in the hereafter. And as a result, you'll want to know more about the hereafter. So you'll seek out the prophets and the prophets will make you love God more. But that was, uh, yeah, that was really the journey that came about that the akhirah, positive and negative, hell and heaven, was the reward punishment system that the brain was already set up for. So that was a a big statement there that hell and heaven were very necessary. Like we needed them to say, if I uh, take care of my body, I'll go to paradise. But if I trash it, not only will I go to hell, but my body will already be in hell. So that that's really there the 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 crux of the paper. That believing in a hereafter is not just about brimstones and pretty maidens in paradise. It actually has an effect on your on your world here, and that's what I talked about there. You're right, because when I keep it in my mind, it helps me. Like even when I'm doing the sin, I'm like, okay, but I need to keep working, you know, on like improving myself because there's a consequences yeah. to it. So. That's why it's really important to like keep it in mind because like having faith in God is one thing, but then having faith like there's the consequences for what you're doing, it it makes a huge difference. Yes, um, so. and I think you totally uh, hit on a point there, uh, and you said it beautifully because uh, every one of our listeners is not it, it, everyone's not no one's perfect. So right. when we say, "Oh, I was thinking of God during the sin," most of us don't like to entertain that concept that God is aware. So like God is is aware of what we're doing. And that's always seen as a negative thing. But why couldn't we say for a second, like, oh, Allah, uh, you're here, and I'm doing my best to get to the end result. Not God's watching me don't don't eat another cookie. It's, oh, Allah, help me change my lifestyle so that the things that I want are there. So hence destination paradise. Do you see the difference between trying to lose a bunch of weight for your wedding? And that's if you treat hell and heaven as, oh, my God, oh, my God, I'm, I'm going to go to hell. You'll get this very short term result. But if you treat heaven as the destination, your body would go into more uh, into follow suit, your mind, your spirit, and then you would become a person of paradise. So you, it, I, I really like the idea that we we involve Allah in every step. Right at the gym, maybe you're listening to your favorite soundtrack. Why couldn't you stop and you know, like, ex, ex, uh, ex, ex, you know, say it excited? I didn't know how else to say it, but say Subhanallah. Why can't you say, "Wow, this is an amazing feeling. I'm excited. My blood is rushing." And why can't God come into that situation if you're headed to paradise, where you're going to have amazing feelings anyway? So that's. Uh, I, I think I know why we both connected, right? Because we both were like, "How can we make this world?" as real as the hereafter it's like well connect them you know people sometimes think okay well if we live in this world like we can't we can't connect this world to the afterlife like they're two two, two separate things entities whatever you call it but like they're not like there's so many perils that we can have and reminders so like sometimes the rain when it comes down i remember like your lectures you know they like a or like the punishment but 
there's always like connections that can be made absolutely right things uh whether it's a sunset whether it's but those are external right and i think the new wave and i think that a big talk of the town now is that new wave of consciousness people are finding miracles within themselves like just within uh sitting and reflecting and i really believe that's where building the body as a temple you know building the body as the altar that houses the soul that way you know spiritual can become physical i'm i'm i i'm working out because i'm taking care of the temple that houses this this soul that's the exciting part that we're on this new cusp of in meditation breathing uh, working out spirituality it's all getting mixed into one pot and that's really exciting yes and actually it's a good good segue cuz i i myself need to understand a little bit more so would you please share with us to explain more of how are we going to have a separate another body in jannah cuz i know that's something like you just talked about and also that you told me before right so um if i can make the connection for everyone at home because there's so much negativity built on our body so if we could all just take the second and and just accept the the bodies we're in and not feel shame because we're given we're given so much shame associated with our body so as soon as i say your body in jannah you're like oh my god it couldn't be this body so if first number one you say i am not ashamed of my body and that's a beautiful i i'm not my body is not icky it's not naughty or nasty or dirty uh, none of the things associated to the body so once you can do that now you can understand this simple concept on the day of judgment ola wisam fatima alia haris sumaya all of us we're all going to come in front of god god is going to uh, close our mouth and our body parts are going to start start to speak so ola could you tell me which body is that going to be your like your the body that you're in right now right um yes right right, right exactly <laughs> i know that it kind of feels weird you're like uh <laughs> you, you look at your hands and you're like wait a minute are you going to tell on me <laughs> uh and so that's the only picture we've been given but imagine Wisam dies. Wisam goes into the uh, body uh, earth, his body decomposes, his spine stays the very end of his spine is the last part uh to break down. It has all of his uh DNA code in it. Uh the uh, day of judgment comes and which body is brought back to life? Wisam's body, which body testifies for Wisam or against Wisam? The same flesh that we're talking about right now. So number 1 if your body is going to testify the things that you may have done negatively what does that automatically say it says that it's also going to say you did a podcast you helped people run a mile you did this uh, can you now after not seeing your body shameful can you now also accept that your body is beautiful that your body is a hard drive storing all the good things that you're doing like can you feel that for a moment yes and once you do thank you if you can then take that last step and say wow i i i love you body then imagine the body that says yeah she did some bad things oh so let's go there to the not so halal things oh she went out to the hookah lounge with her friends one time or she did this or she did that or something but if those negative things are outweighed by so much good that you did constantly taking care of your body and serving the world around you wouldn't that body then say 
she's a wonderful human being. Oh Allah, this soul utilized me to do so much good. So the last concept now is the body testifies for you. The body says, look God, look, look, I know there might have been a few mistakes, little ones here and there over the whole lifetime, but look what the overall out, output was. Then God says, so what happens to Ola's body? The not shameful, not icky, hard drive of love, compassion, and good deeds now is made the body of Jannah. But the key factor is, yes, you will be 70 arm lengths long. You're, um, and just imagine this for a second. If you had more skin, what do you naturally have more? If you have more skin, you have more nerve endings, more tissue, more cells. I mean, can you just imagine the body of Jannah? The human body only has seven layers of skin. We're now talking about a denser, thicker, a body of paradise. But here's the real kicker. Taller, longer, beautiful hair, beautiful teeth, the amazing smelling aroma of the body is discussed in Jannah. But whose face is it going to be? And, and that's the question I leave to you. Can you see that picture in your head? And at the top of this mountain of, of a human being, whose face is it? it it's yours. Yeah. Yeah. SubhanAllah. So, so that, that's the concept yeah. of the body of Jannah. I remember one time, you can correct me if I'm wrong, but like I know Adam, he's, he was like really, really tall. So I, I remember yes. like hearing one time, like our body will also be that tall. Like, is that what yeah. you're... Referring that to is exact. I'm making reference. Yes. So that is a another narration. Uh, but I'm making a narration of it's the same thing said another way. The Prophet Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam said that the people of Jannah will be so many arm lengths long and that they will be of great greater size. And I mean, it also plays into the concept of paradise. These, the bigger the body, the more the happiness, the more the, it's human beings have always wanted to be bigger and it, it, everything's just basically outside of our realm of understanding. So that I'm quoting that uh, narration to say that we're taller. And there is another one that says we'll be as tall as Adam alayhi salam. So yes. SubhanAllah, yeah. And like, you know, that's very interesting. Also like the mind, like, especially with women, like we struggle, like we, with body image, with body image, that we are not fit enough or we're not look good enough and that kind of stuff. Like I remember right. when you're speaking, like I'm just thinking of the past when I used to like throw up. Like you know, I wasn't like so practicing back then. Right. And that's what I talked about in the first episode. It's that even though like I was still doing that act, like I had like mindset. It's gonna speak against me or. Oh, you did it, like it, yeah, the consciousness spoke to you. There was a voice. <laughs> That's yes. amazing. That's amazing. So like, yes, yeah, so that's, that's what I'm saying. Like, it's important to have the faith of like, not just Allah, but like the the faith of, yeah, the consequence. Like, it's going to speak like your hands, like um, like what you're doing will speak for you. Or like my, you know, when I attempted the, the suicide, I talked about it also in my, the first episode where the sometimes the pain like around my neck comes back and it just reminds me like, will it speak for me again in the Akhirah? So... I guess none no, of that it, pain will be back there. So, so no, no, it won't. No, it won't. But uh, I haven't you like touched a, a beautiful point here that now on your way to Jannah, you're going to forgive the neck and you're going to say, I seek your forgiveness. And will you forgive me? Because now can't you see the neck as it, you're you're not a neck. 
right? And you're not a shoulders and you're not a head. So I feel like the process to getting into the body of Jannah is start loving your fingers and loving your face and your chin and your shoulders. And yeah, maybe with some, I was in a wheelchair for two years, uh, over a two year period uh, due to a bone disease. And in those two years of no walking, I was very angry. I was like, I, I thought my hips had kind of, they, they gave out on me. So I never consciously said, I hate you, my hips. But <laughs> I, I kind of held it in my head for a while until I read, and I think you can make the connection, Imam Qurtubi quotes in, in his tafsir, what a random way to quote tafsir, that on the day of judgment, uh, the hadith, the ayah that says, ala afwahihim, that their mouths will be sealed and their hands and feet will begin to speak, that your right thigh will be the first body part to begin to testify, the good and the bad. So, uh, and as soon as I thought about that, I, I did think uh, I gave my my right hip, both my hips had uh, the surgery on them. I, I, thought, I said to my right hip, I said, we need to make up. Like, you're going to have a voice one day. And, and the, the mental shift, whether it was mental or an actual metaphysical shift, I began to treat my body, my bones with a different level of respect. Like you said, the consequence of vomiting or the consequence of, of any of these actions or smoking, they all, the lungs will speak. There is also making up with your hips, making up with your throat, loving them and allowing them to love you back. As, as hokey as that can, can sound, it just allow the thought to enter your head and swallow. I, allow, I, I love you, throat, and I want you to love me back. Take care of me. And I promise it will. So that, that's, that's my big shift is I hope on the way to the body of Jannah, you start falling in love with that body. That's so true. SubhanAllah. I just lost those thoughts. I'll come back to it. I promise. And I, so that's a, if I can ask to... To ask a question about the importance of breath work when we recite the Quran, yeah, and recite Allah Subhanahu wa Taala name. I know you talked a lot about it because you have it on your Instagram account where you breathe in and out, and we focus a lot on it in the fitness industry. The importance of belly breathing and so forth. So uh, I'm going to try to bring this around. Speaking about the breath, just the topic right before this, I think the concluding topic, I, I didn't mean to change the topic so aggressively, was it's about accepting the body on the way. And how do you enter that door? Like, how do you, what, how do you say, I love you, my hip? Other than relaxing and calming the body, and as a fitness professional, you realize that the first place you need to get someone uh, to relax is you make them focus on something. Whether in yoga, you focus looking at a wall, or when you're uh, doing a bench press, they'll tell you to look at the bar. Look at the bar and lift it with your eyes. Come on, lift it, push it up with your eyes. But all of that is really bringing your attention to one spot. So if you wanted to disconnect from the body and its tension, the first place in order to, and I want you to take the metaphor, in order to play the saxophone, which is you, you have to let go of your body. And that way is you have to take control of your breath. So most people wouldn't make this connection. So let's further confuse our listeners in terms of <laughs> no one would think of a fitness breathing, Quran recitation and playing the saxophone. So let's let's bring all of those together. When I want to say, 
In order to say that, I, I, I had to go from my regular tempoed speech, the way I'm talking to you now, to be able to go to a sound where you, where you start counting the syllables separately. And, and that changes the whole pattern of your speech. Now, everyone's like, oh, that's so cool. You know, it's not as cool as the step before which is the control over the breath. So there's point number one. We'll bring in the names of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala that God has multiple names, one of his names being Allah, and other names and characteristics help you to understand God better. It, that's a whole nother concept. But if we were all to right now, because I'm sure you're listening to the podcast like, hey, this guy sounds you know new age. This is really cool. I want to do this stuff. The really only door to enter is through the breath. So a first concept, what did Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wasallam do in the cave for 10 years before you called him a prophet? He quote unquote meditated. So come on, if we were all being real with ourselves, the key focus of meditation is on the breath. It's not, uh, you know, clearing the mind. It's just focus on the breath. So if if you're okay, let's can we all do a quick exercise right now? Yes, yes, please. All, all right, this will be awesome. So for anyone who is driving a vehicle or, or you know listening to this in a in an in, you know involved situation, please be mindful of what you're doing so that there's no liability on us. Uh, for those <laughs> of you who are ready though, uh, who are not operating a vehicle or are in any other situation, uh, go ahead and find yourself a, a, a seat, like sit into your tush. I want you to find your pelvic bones. Again, get past the body. Again, this has nothing to do with your image, nothing to do with the flesh. I'm looking for your skeletal frame. So now imagine that beautiful skeletal frame. No one has fat skeleton, okay? You have a beautiful skeleton. Let it sit at like a beautiful crystal piece that's in, in your living room. You are that beautiful crystal piece. And within you is that little crest of your hip. Go ahead and find those crest of your hips. Rotate the pelvic bone forward and back, forward and back. What are you doing? You might even feel your jelly, jelly belly. It's wiggling yeah. just a little which is good because now that allows you to feel I'm not that. That's that's a part of my body. But this skeleton is what you have this beautiful control over. So as the hips are moving, I want you to just pull a string inside you. Just pull a string up. Take a deep breath in through your mouth. Then I want you to blow through a straw. Go ahead. One more in through the mouth. Big straw. Triple thick milkshake. So you got to blow it out slow. Now I'm hungry. <laughs> and blow. Take control over your breath. And rise to the top. Okay, if you're at the top of your breath right now, I want you to go up one more. And now one last blow. Yeah, let that tension go in the sternum, in the ribs. And now with the last breath, deep breath in. And if your shoulders just went up, pull your wrist down. Pull your shoulders down. They're not involved. And just let go of the body. 
and take control of your breath. What's the first thing that you can recognize? Everything slows down. What's the first thing you recognize? Well, first of all, my posture improved. Okay. <laughs> I'm sitting taller. My concentration got better. And I got my lungs. I was able to get more oxygen into my body as well. There you go. And, and uh, just for our listeners, uh, listen to your voice. Your voice just got so much more. Uh, there's a brightness that you're like, hey, I'm right here, right? That little level, you went a little deeper into your sound. I know you can't hear it, but they can hear it at home. So fantastic, Alhamdulillah. Yeah, I know. Like, you know, it, the whole process actually just recently, again, so I attended the IDEA conference in March 2018, and I learned about the belly breathing. I actually didn't know about it myself and the importance of belly breathing for like the core when it comes to working out and then just recently another mini workshop where he he trains athletes and we had to do this deep mini version of breathing where you breathe really hard and you hold it for like 90 seconds and then you oh. exhale and then you breathe in and out and so that whole process was to help athletes to become better conditioned for like severe conditions like when it's super cold and they're like working outside and, and when he so after the whole process we did push-ups and all of us like subhanallah we were able to do more push-ups so the importance of breathing for your muscles for the performance and then to set the quran as well so it's it's huge yeah it's huge so one one uh, last point for all of our listeners to benefit uh, i have been i'm in their 10-week course right now i took the three-day and now i'm in the 10-week course it's called the wim hoff breathing technique w-i-m-h-o-f-f -F, wim hoff you can type into youtube he's the man who has climbed mount everest in his shorts and and oh, yeah. shoes yeah and he's held his breath for four minutes uh, consecutively like he does it every day and it's the same thing it's the deep diaphragmic uh breathing yes oh my yes. god that's i and, couldn't do it because you get dizzy if you oh, do it you'll get dizzy and it's normal yes and uh, but tell them about the dizziness the dizziness is not it, so right beyond hyperventilation which is like oh my god i'm dizzy no that's just your cells getting hyper oxygenated yes, yes. there you go and in that hyper oxygenated state you might see someone you know people make fun of them on mad tv and saturday night live <laughs> the person who comes out of the gym is like oh my god i'm so much i'm so excited this is so great i'm ready to go <laughs> and that's because they're making fun of that hyper oxygenated state where yes anybody listening to us i guarantee could be able to hold their breath for one minute and within one to two weeks i guarantee two minutes full on a stopwatch you can hold your breath guaranteed it the wim hof technique really does work but i'm now i want to do the whole uh, climb the mountain uh, in norway so you train for 10 weeks and then you 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 so try to do that inshallah that's so awesome <laughs> yeah actually like your breathing was the same that my friend was doing because it was the trainers at mason and i couldn't do it <gasps> like it was so hard but you're, you're right there, though. Like when you just did it right now, you're going up to the door of your diaphragm. And then right. you're like, so you have to literally as if you're going to lose a little control, like you're going to get a little out of control. And I want you to think tribal rain dance, like you're beating the ground like a monkey. <laughs> 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 have you ever seen like those uh, Hakka, the Hawaiian men who do that? Hooga, hooga. <laughs> uh, I'm thinking of Moana now, yeah. Yes, exactly. I was going to say Moana. I didn't want to get like cultural appropriation, but. Oh, no. Uh, 
<laughs> uh, I was thinking The Rock. So if you can think Dwayne Johnson in your head, jumping around going, hoo-ha, hoo-ha. <laughs> it really does. And if you want a Quranic reference, uh, how would else would you say, right? How would you get the ha-sukun if you didn't go right up to the door of the diaphragm and then go right through it? But it's hard to do it in front of everyone. But I want you to howl at the moon after this and just uh, try to really grunt it out. And I think you'll you'll enjoy that deep breath. Yes, inshallah. I'm going to practice on it. And so, you guys, I'll have everything in the show notes. And make sure to check his videos on, on Instagram also because you do a lot, correct? A lot. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's a good thing. I like it. But for demonstration purpose, like for references, you guys can go back and take an idea as well. Yes. That, that would be great after some Juma, uh, like randomly after a Juma, I get up and like 50 brothers in the masjid start doing haka <laughs> that would confuse the masala so much. So if anyone's interested, reach out to me and I believe we'll have to plan that over the next few years. Inshallah. Uh, inshallah, inshallah. Before I ask the next question, I want to go back to how can we connect living healthy and staying fit for the Akhirah? How can we combine the two concepts together. I want to see your perspective. Sure. Okay, so um, number one, as opposed to living the gamble, I might go to heaven, I might go to hell. Why not invest 99% of your chips in I'm going to paradise? Okay, shift number one. If I'm going to paradise, the concept of anxieties, depressions, they really do fall to the wayside because, yes, I'm sad, I'm depressed, it's really bad, but eh, I'm going to Jannah. So that mental shift is the first thing to making the connection because if Wissam and Ola know that even if we go through some tough times, we're going to paradise. Are you going to eat a Twinkie? Are you really going to eat, you know, comfort food all the time? Or are you going to be able to say, well, I have paradise to fall back on. So I know that's a that's a big shift, but 99% of my energy for spiritual energy is I'm going to paradise. And the positivity that that brings, it really does shape the way that, that I carry myself. Number one. Number two, have you ever heard of a prepackaged food in Jannah? Oh, you'll go to the Walmart in paradise and pick up some de little Devi cake, right? It doesn't make it. Everything in Jannah is fruits and vegetables and honey and milk. And, and it's, ve it's a very whole food approach. Am I, am I wrong? I think that's, that's very yes. clear. And the other uh, major concept is how do you deal? If you're eating whole foods, that's great. But what about when you feel like having sweet? And this, uh, Ola, I have nothing to hide. I maintain my body weight and my workout schedule, but I eat my fair share of pecan chocolate chip cookies and brownies. And I had some this morning, so it's okay. There you go. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and I enjoy them. But what was the shift? I never cheat. I don't like sneak. I, I do what the rock says. I treat them. I, I uh, use them as treats. So say after I see a nice dessert, I don't ever impulse. If I see a croissant or something, I never jump and get it. I say, okay, Wissam, you want that? And then in the right scenario at the right time, I make salawat ala nabi. And that sounds crazy to everyone. I wish this dessert on the prophet, peace be upon him. I, I thank God. I'm like, look, Allah, there are plenty of people in the world who are dying. 
and I'm sitting here enjoying this donut. So I appreciate the what you've done to my life. And that phrase, thank you, Allah, has really just that simple, thank you, Allah, has really made every bite of the sweets. So now just imagine though, am I ever shoving a cookie in my mouth? Am I ever, you know, like, oh, I'm just so hungry, I'm gonna eat a candy bar. That doesn't happen because the sweet is still a treat for me. So I hope that those three three things make the shift that paradise is the inevitable outcome. So I'm going to treat my body like I'm headed to paradise. And number two, uh, it comes to that whole, the Quran really never said, why would Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala go out of his way to constantly say the word food? Min baqliha wa qithaiha wa fumiha and kullu ta'ami kana hilla. That he kept talking about food if because he's aware that we live in a time where it's a biochemically engineered, it's not really food, right? That stuff that's on the shelves, that's gross. It's not actual food. So the biggest shift for me is how do you connect it? Your diet, connect your diet to the food of hereafter. And then can the biggest, biggest thing in paradise, can you, uh, can you backbite? Can you, no. right? There's no jealousy. There's no anxiety. If, uh, if you have a huge diamond ring, in paradise, I'm never going to be like, oh man, she's she's dumb. She shouldn't have that. So why not begin to emulate slowly? Yes, I do envy things. Yes, I do feel jealous. And I yes, I do back. I feel the urge to backbite. But that 99% of my energy of, well, with some, like, how are you going to unlearn this if you backbite too much? Like, you're not going to do that in Jannah. So just act like it. So th th those of, I know in the beginning, it's hard to swallow that. But I started in 2012 to really push that thought, really push it like, okay, but are you going to really hate him in Jannah? Nah, no, I'm not. So the making this world, the waiting area to paradise has made a big shift for me. That's so true. And you know, as you were speaking, I was thinking the voice in my head, oh, just eat it. You live once. And it's like, no, we live twice. The whole like YOLO. Yes, you said concept. it. You said it. It's so, and, and, and that kills the, that's a buzzkill though. One, one time I said it, I was like, you know, we do live again. And they were like, oh, crud. So is that, it's such a good point though. We do live twice. And, and the best part is this isn't the best life. Like if this what we live twice, but the next life is going to be a lot of work and disease and obesity. It's like, no, that's this world. So Allah Akbar. Yeah. And like, well, I'll be honest, like I heard it from a lot of like Muslims fall into that trap and I heard it from a few. So I'm like, subhanAllah, like that's that's why I'm still going for the whole be fit for Akhirah because we're we are kind of like forgetting the Akhirah concept. And that's why, as you mentioned, your prophetic dynasty, like, the people you can correct me because I have sure. I, I I could be wrong, but people have heard like focus so much on this world that they forgot the concept of Akhira. So when the we get Aad and Thamud, right? Aad and Aad and Thamud. Okay. Yeah. See, I'm always mixing them. So, but we fall so much into the concept, oh like YOLO, 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 but it's like the mind starts believing it that we just act upon like YOLO. Yes. And then forget the yolk. <laughs> <laughs> With that, though, I'm not sure how much time we have left. So I wanted to, can I bring up one more concept? Yes, please. In the fitness field. Uh, a breathing connects you to great recitation and great recitation helps you to breathe more and work out more. Uh, but there is one more concept about the body of Jannah. I think you and I, both as fitness, uh, I, I coach people in the Quranic field and breathing and you do it in, in working out. I think there's a little bit of shame and guilt when people want 
the body that they see on the magazine cover. And I, I think that that's one place that I want to take the conversation that that's what the body of Jannah is still promoting, though. It's we have no healthy model to say, I want to look shredded, feel healthy, have a CrossFit Pilates um, marathon body. But I don't need to show it off. Like I don't need uh, to to have a summer ready body. But I want the health benefits of having. Let me make the connection. A six pack is an a- aesthetic thing. It looks a certain way. But what is a six pack? It's the result of excellent abdominal work and the best breathing. So have you ever seen that meme of uh, like there's this actor is working out for a role and he's shredded. And then there's a picture of him next to a local farmer and just a regular farmer is shredded out of his mind because that's the way. (laughs) I haven't seen it. No, no, I haven't. Yeah, I guess it is kind of a guy picture, but it's a it's a guy who's worked out for his uh, you know next movie role, and he's shredded down to the to the like to the hip. And this farmer in India is he cuts the grass, and he has to turn this huge blade all day long. And this guy is like puts us all to shame. But it's the what my point is: a beautiful body isn't just. It's not just sexual. A beautiful body actually is beautiful. It's a sign of life. Uh, six pack means that you're breathing effectively. Uh, broad shoulders means that your your wings are healthy. Your lungs are healthy. So I wish that the Muslims for Bifit, for Akhira, the Muslims who, who, who are looking for the connection, we're not deterring you from having the absolute beautiful body of Jannah. We're just we're being the motivation to say we don't need to go around showing everyone it. You don't need because I cover in jilbab or I cover and I wear thobe all the time. Don't you believe don't you agree that most Muslims kind of let themselves go a little bit? Yep. (laughs) Right. And, and, And it's funny because the only people who are healthy are people who wear tighter clothes. It's like, why can't we make a generation who is shredded out of their mind and health? It does not just about being shredded. I'm obsessed with that. Sorry. It's about being healthy and fit and dynamic. But and then and like kind of have it underneath. Be confident in who you are and how beautiful you are and know that, well, this is the body of Jannah. So that's I hope that we can make that transition uh, for that purpose. I'm continuing my effort called uh, Fitra Rx, the prescription of being able to do 100 dhikr in a certain yoga pose or to be able to plank and say, like bringing the hadith into what? Right. And and then, you know, hanging on the pull up bar, not doing the pull up, just hanging there. And as you feel your joints and just holding it, how long can you hold it for 35? Subhanallah. There you go. Keep that core engaged. Subhanallah. Subhanallah. Pulse pulse the feet. So Fitra Rx has really been under the radar. But I really want I want you to be in the body that is so beautiful, so ripped, so uh, torqued with energy. Next time I ask you, are you going to Jannah? You, <laughs> you'll just get that smirk on your face and be like, <laughs> you better believe it because you feel like you're in the body of paradise, not feel like, oh, I'm disconnected, I'm sluggish, I'm, I feel fatigue. It's like, yeah, I am because look at my body. Like that's the that's the whole point. Point I wish our listeners would take home today. I wish that you would take home that being and feeling fantastic is that sign that you're headed to paradise. So thank you again. So thank you. You just like inspired me so much. Like, and I actually want to ask you if you can share with us about AQL program. Sure. 
Sure. Um, so AQL is the first step. It's advocating Quranic lifestyle, uh, a, a Quranic lifestyle. And that's the whole focus around breathing, around uh, being able to personalize your supplications to your Lord, uh, to be able to do a Quranic transformation. Uh, all of those are components. Uh, it's aqlu.org. And if anyone is interested in a program or having me come out to their community or find out how they can get on the bandwagon, we call it the Thought Train, AQL. Uh, if you want to get on the Thought Train, invite at W-I-S-A-M-S-H-A-R-I-E-F-F.com. Invite at WissamSharif.com. Inshallah. And you guys, you can find the show notes. I'll have it all linked out. But the reason why I like the AQL program is very holistic because you also focus on the spiritual, physical, and the mindset as well. Very much, yes. Uh, that's our goal there is to be able to provide you a mind, body, soul experience. So each three components can meet each other. You get, you learn something about Quran, you read it from your soul, and then some aspect of physicality, breathing, writing, coloring, painting your dua. That's all things that we do uh, where we artistically design our dua on a vision board which i've seen on some of your instagrams yes <laughs> um, so we do that with our dua that's uh, so awesome and is it open if like year long or is there like a time frame that it's open uh aql like the program to sign up because i tried to actually like, look into it and I, I understood that it's open like certain time of the year is that correct uh, or that is quran revolution so Quran Revolution oh. is, uh, it's kind of, it's not in our fitness realm as much, but for anyone who is interested, as you heard in the intro, I am a Quran teacher. Quran Revolution is the sister company. AQL is advocating the Quranic lifestyle and Quran Revolution is the actual, I don't know how to read. I, I know how to pronounce. I want to better recite. That that only the, our next semester will open up on January 24th. Yeah, that's QuranRevolution.com. Inshallah, you guys. It's very, he has, there's an app for it, so it's very nice. So thank you so much. Before we leave, can we please recite the 99 names of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, your style? I would absolutely <laughs> want, uh, wonderfully love it. Uh, let's go ahead and set the mood, though, for any of you on a headphone. Uh, you might want to turn me down just a click or two to see if this is a little bit more palatable. And if it is quiet, then you can bring me back up. Uh, for everyone else, if you're going to use this as a meditative tool, I am absolutely honored to be your guide in this session. Uh, please go ahead and set yourself a circle and ambiance. Uh, draw that circle of light and allow that light to emanate from within you. Uh, let the light come from within and we'll read the names of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. For those of you who may not connect with, you know, a certain God or religion, uh, just give yourself the opportunity. Our uh, tradition, culture has given us this gift and there's nothing that should stop you from being able to access this. So go ahead and give yourself a posture of dignity. That means you're sitting on the crests of your hips. Six inches beneath your belly button has been... <sighs> magically floated to the top and you feel that posture that nice beautiful curve in your spine drop the chin roll the shoulders over the body and go ahead and allow yourself to hear absorb the sound عالم الغيب والشهادة هو الرحمن الرحيم The source of mercy, 
the source of compassion in the universe. Get to know him better. Al-Malikul Quddusu Salam Al-Mu'minul Muhayminul Aziz Al-Jabbarul Mutakabbir Al-Khaliqul Bari'ul Musawwir Al-Ghaffarul Qahharul Wahhabur Razzaqul Fattah يا فتاح العليم القابض الباسط الخافض الرافع المعز المذل السميع البصير الحكم العدل اللطيف اللطيف الخبير الحليم العظيم الغفور الشكور العلي الكبير الحفيظ المقيت الحسيب الجليل الكريم الرقيب المجيب الواسع الحكيم الودود From the source of love in the universe to you from the one who loves through acts of service الودود اللهم إني أسألك حبك If you've ever yearned for someone some love Know that a universal love from the source of love is being directed at you. O source, we request your love. Al-Majid, Al-Ba'ith, Al-Shaheed, Al-Haq, Al-Wakil, Al-Qawiy, Al-Mateen, Al-Wali, Al-Hamid, Alhamdulillah, Al-Muhsi, Al-Mubdi, Al-Mu'id, Al-Muhyi, Al-Mumid. الحي القيوم الواجد الماجد الواحد الأحد الصمد الله الصمد الله الصمد الله الصمد القادر المقتدر المقدم المؤخر الأول الآخر الظاهر الباطن الوالي Al-Muta'ali Al-Barru-Tawab For everything you've done, everything you hold against yourself, seek forgiveness through the door of forgiveness, through the most forgiving. Ya-Tawab Astaghfirullah It's five syllables. Astaghfirullah 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 Ya Tawab At-Tawab al-Muntaqim al-Afur wa-Uf Malikul Mulk Dhul-Jalali wal-Ikram Al-Muqsit al-Jami' al-Ghani al-Mughni Al-Mani' al-Dhar النافع النور الهادي البديع الباقي الوارث الرشيد الصبور ربنا أفرغ علينا صبرا وتوفنا مسلمين Let's land this ship back down Bring yourself back to your breath Bring yourself away from difficult thoughts Bring yourself into a state not of patience 
but of timelessness. You are no longer not worried. There just aren't worries. You no longer have to deal with anxiety. There just isn't anything that makes you anxious. And anytime you need to return to this pod, just dial yourself back into where you need. Rabbana afrigh alayna sabra wa tawaffana muslimin. Allahumma zayyinna bi zinatil iman wa ja'alna hudatan muhtadin. Allahumma inni as'aluka al-huda wa at-tuqa wa al-'afafa wa al-ghina. May your life vibrate in opulence, luxury and companionship akin to that of those who you will live next to in paradise. Always a pleasure, friends. Jazakallahu khayrul jaza. Subhana rabbika rabbil izzati amma yasifun. Wassalamun ala al-mursaleen. Walhamdulillahi rabbil alameen. And as a closing thought, I just wanted to say, you have been an inspiration for me. Uh, you are someone I follow on Instagram, and I love the work that you do. I have daughters. I always tell them about what you do. I have a brothers who are slacking on their on their on their work and I point to the things that you have done and the hurdles that you have come through being a girl is not hard enough being a muslim girl is even harder <laughs> being a muslim girl who's being an influencer is even harder being a muslim girl who's being an influencer and staying modest and staying within her own a definition of beauty and still taking attacks and not being accepted and not being conservative enough and also not being hip enough and not having enough music and having too much music and not and oh my god you did something in the water and oh my god you did this i applaud you you are going against the grain you swim against the current and i that's what uh, the things that motivate me to get up and do even more jazakallah khair Thank you so much. Thank you for tuning in. If you've enjoyed this episode, make sure to subscribe today and leave a five-star review. You can also screenshot and share this episode with a family or a friend. Be strong. Be fit. Be fit for Akhirah.